The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. A breaking news story that may mean the end of the world. And then we take a look at one of the newest conspiracy theories that's blowing up right now. Is it possible that buildings are evil? And they plan to take over the universe today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. It's 8 a.m. I'm already sweating. Let's go. Let's go, ladies and gentlemen. First off, let's get it so hot here. First off, let's give a shout out to our newest supporter, Marshall Blevins. Marshall, Marshall, thank you so much for supporting the show. Really, really helps out a lot. If you can't support the Patreon, go ahead and help get the word out about the show. That also helps spread the word, talk about it online, in real life. Whatever you do, hire a skywriter, any way to help get the word out about the show. That would be awesome. Marshall, let's go ahead and hop into Dead Rabbit Dreadnought, our vaunted battleship. We're going to take it. We're leaving behind Oregon. We're headed to Puerto Rico. This is actually a breaking story. I had something else planned, and this popped up. This article just popped up. I find it weird that nobody's talking about this, because I'm going to make some comparisons to another story that blew up. We're going to Puerto Rico. It's August 10th, 2020. We're in Puerto Rico. It's 2.45 a.m., so everyone's asleep on the island. A little parakeet that's sleeping, little lemurs are sleeping in Madagascar. I don't think they're in Puerto Rico, but somewhere off in the middle of the forest or and or jungle, I don't know what the biome is of Puerto Rico, there is the Arcebo Observatory. And it's that giant radio telescope that you've seen in Goldeneye, and you killed guys in Goldeneye on that level. And it was also in a couple other movies, and it has real-world implications. But just so you know what it looks like, it's a giant crater, there's a giant satellite dish in it. It's 2.45 a.m., lemurs everywhere are unconscious. And then there's like this big cable that is like connecting stuff with the antenna. And it's like, I'm trying to build a scene here, okay guys, just go with me. It's 8 a.m., I'm sweating, and we're already starting the episode, this isn't a good sign. There's a big old cable, right? 2.45 a.m., lemurs asleep. There, we're all caught up. And the cable starts going, and then it's like, and it smashes into a bunch of stuff. Now, it would have been really cool if people were there to watch it, to see it, so they could be like, look out, it's a cable, and like people are like jumping over it. I don't think you, I think the cable's actually like bigger than two human bodies. I don't think it's like a wire that you could jump rope. Anyways... Mood is built. Let's get to the actual story here. This is whatever the waste of time that was. The cable. So what happened? Let me get to this. So what happened was at 2.45 a.m. Lemurs may or may not have been asleep at that time. But this cable broke free, for lack of a better term. It broke free from its harness and smashed into the radio telescope, cutting a hundred foot swath through the main dish. Now this thing has withstood hurricanes and earthquakes, and it's been around for about 53 years at this point. I think it was built, like, back in the 60s. 
And they've done regular maintenance on it. It survived budget cuts, the most disastrous of all disasters. Uh, Congress was constantly trying to cut funding to it. They had to keep finding money from other sources. But this cable may actually do it in. It was actually the world's largest radio telescope for a long time until they built one in China. But it smashed. It smashed up good. Why is this a breaking story? Why do we really care that a bunch of nerds, old, old toy from the 60s got destroyed? Well... This thing has two uses. Oh, it has a bunch of uses, but the two things that are important to us as Homo sapiens is it detected asteroids, right? So that's something you that's something you want to detect way before. But we have other things that can do that. It was mainly famous for the SETI program. That's the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. It was constantly sca- that's where mo- other than you guys who have played a lot of Goldeneye or saw the movie once. It's mostly known for the SETI project. So we were using it to try to detect alien broadcasts. And then they had to start doing the METI project, was messaging extraterrestrial intelligence. So Carl Sagan famously beamed out the Arcebo message, which was like a little pixelated picture, sent it out into deep space. So it has some applications in the world of the paranormal, supernatural, alien stuff as well. And also, it's not getting destroyed by an asteroid. You can't investigate ghosts if everyone's a ghost. It's the new, that's the new catchphrase for this show. When they look at what happened, the first thing was the cable snapped. If you look at some articles for this, they'll say the cable snapped and it smashed up all this stuff. And not only did it cut a hundred foot swath through the dish itself, it kept hitting other cables and smashing them and then they were smashing stuff. It probably would have been pretty cool to watch, honestly, right? If it didn't possibly doom the planet, but... All this stuff fell. There's wreckage everywhere. They haven't even been able to really take in the scope of the damage of the thing. But here's the weird part. CBS News talked to the Arecibo Observatory Director, Francisco Cordova. This is what he had to say. Quote, The cable didn't really break in the sense of a cable kind of snapping. But it just sort of slipped from its socket. Which is, you know, an even weirder condition. And they said that these cable, this cable in particular... Should have had another 15, 20 years shelf life. This cable was just installed in the 90s, so this is not a 53-year-old cable. This is a much newer cable, and they said it should have had at least 15 years. Now, of course, they've had earthquakes, they've had hurricanes and stuff like that, but they just don't know how it happened. And, and right now, they said, in de- this thing is, we want to get it back online, we just don't know when. And with the fact that they've been facing budget cuts for so long, it, this may be the death knell for this thing. Put on our conspiracy caps, we can look at this from a couple different angles. One... You have this massive telescope, radio telescope, that's known mostly, really, in popular culture for talking to aliens, or trying to talk to aliens, and it's smashed up now. So you could say, sabotage, right? We were going to receive a message from aliens, and somebody didn't want that message to get heard, so they destroyed the radio telescope. You think that's fairly unsubtle, but if you had a thing where someone was internally trying to sabotage the radio telescope they're like getting ready to enter their sabotage.exe floppy disk in people kept catching them they're like hey what are you doing barney what are you doing with skull and crossbones floppy disk he's like uh and then maybe they did eventually enter their program but it didn't work so at the end of the day they go well we got to do something so they smashed up that's obviously a big conspiracy theory it could also be that a natural accident, obviously, but we have our conspiracy caps on. So you could have it try to be sabotage. It's also possible that someone didn't want to be subtle. They wanted to send a message. They want not the message the aliens are sending, that they just wanted to smash it up. 
And they weren't trying to subtly go in there and do the computer and... They want to just smash the thing. <laughs> what if the government, the U.S. government needed some insurance money so it's all an insurance scam? They're like, oh, yeah, dude, it was totally horrible, dude. Look at my telescope. I just insured it for $100 million. So it could be a bunch of different stuff. The aliens could have done it. They could have shot it with a laser beam. We don't know. <laughs> That's probably... Listen in our phone calls, will you? That's probably not the answer. What I find really fascinating about this is I just read this article literally this morning. It's uh, Sunday morning when I'm recording this. I haven't heard of any of this in the conspiracy theory realm. None. No talking about this at all. Now, think about what happened. This is very, very fascinating. Remember the Sunspot Solar Observatory in New Mexico? Where uh, the feds ran into the building and it was like shut down for like a week, maybe longer. And that story is still talked about. It was the observatory shut down. The official story was someone was downloading or uploading child porn on the uh, using the computers there. We never got the name of the guy. We never got an arrest record. It's super suspicious. To be fair, it's super suspicious. We covered it a couple times on this show. And I've looked into it since to see if they've ever had any more information about it. And I've never found like the name of the guy or what he was charged, officially charged with or anything like that. So that's weird. But that story was national news, and that story in the conspiracy realm, I still get asked that question. Hey, did you ever find out anything more about the Solar Observatory? So that story was huge, and rightfully so. It was a bizarre story. But this one, we have one of the most, if not the most recognizable telescope, satellite dish, whatever you want to call it. Well, technically it's a radio telescope, but you know what I mean? It's, it's iconic. Destroyed. Nobody's talking about it. It's not anywhere in the conspiracy circles that I run in. Nobody's talking about it. I just think it's weird because they're basically both the same. This story, I think, is actually more dramatic because you have damage, possibly permanent damage to this one. And both of them have a mystery. You can't say, well, you know, the other one, we didn't know why the feds were there. Uh, They both have a mystery. How did it happen? Um, but I don't think this will gain as much traction, and uh, I think that's very curious. I'm not saying this is intentional, but I think it just kind of goes to show the psyche of the average conspiracy theorist. And why, and actually that's a good segue, why we tend to glom onto some conspiracies and not other conspiracy theories. That's always fascinated me. Marshall, we are leaving behind, let them, let those nerds clean up all that damage. We are leaving behind the Arcebo, which I'm sure I've mispronounced eight times already. We're leaving behind the Arcebo Observatory. Let's hop in that Carpenter Copter. We are headed out to a building. We're in the middle of nowhere. And there's a large building just sitting there. And the Carpenter Copter's flying around the building. And Marshall goes, this is kind of a weird location for a story. A single building? And I go, no, 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 no. Watch. And as that building sits there in the middle of nowhere, it begins to grow roots. No, not roots. Begins to grow roads. Marshall, let's land in this pristine, beautiful field. Now we're farther away from this building. We're slowly watching roads expand from this building. I'm going to warn you guys right now. Um, I've mentioned this a couple times on the show. I'm I'm a wonk. I'm a guy who really loves the details of stuff. I'm actually kind of getting chills just going into this. This story, 
I've been wanting to share with you was actually a request. It's funny, I glossed over it. When I saw it pop up, I was like, eh. Gray of PTA, thank you so much for sending this to me. Because again, I saw it pop up and I was like, I didn't really get into it. It sounded so stupid. And then when one of you guys will send me a story, a lot of times I will take a second look at it. And so I really appreciate that. But I'm a wonk, though, so I can really dig into the details. This segment, I'm going to try. I Hopefully you find it entertaining because what we're going to do is we're going to deconstruct this conspiracy theory. I don't think we've really done this yet. This conspiracy theory is so new and it's such in a, uh, a fetal form that we can actually really we can really dig into it. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to read you the original conspiracy theory that was put out. Originally it was put out on X and then it jumped to Reddit very very quickly. And now it pretty much has a life of its own, much like the building in front of us. I'm going to read this conspiracy theory to you. It's not very long. I'm going to read it exactly how it's written without comment. And then we're going to dissect it. And as I'm reading it to you, I know a lot of you guys are doing dishes and driving and stuff like that, so that's fine. I don't want you guys to take attention away from from the tasks you're doing. But if you have a moment, I want you to listen to this conspiracy theory, and I want you to note when you agree with the conspiracy theory, when it starts to lose you attention-wise, when it reinvigorates you or does it, I want you to kind of pay attention to the rhythm and how it affects you, because this... Conspiracy theory, I think we can dissect this and look at why some conspiracy theories work and while others fail. I'm totally jazzed by this type of thing, and I hope you are too. Let's go ahead and take a look at the conspiracy theory as was written. Buildings rule the world. All of global civilization is designed to service them, not human beings. The biggest mistake of human history was the construction of permanent structures which eventually led to our enslavement by them. We've been enslaved by buildings ever since the construction of the Great Pyramids and have worshipped buildings ever since. The post-9-11 insanity was because 9-11 was an attack on some of the most prominent buildings in the world, not because people died. The outrage of the Black Lives Matters protest is because buildings are targeted with graffiti and broken windows. The federal secret police was called into Seattle to defend the federal courthouse. Still not convinced? Freemasonry evolved from the guilds of stonemasons and cathedral builders of the Middle Ages. Consider how buildings such as McDonald franchises are like organisms, reproducing according to their architectural DNA. On the back of every bill of U.S. currency is a famous building. The hell of a modern world is homelessness. The state of not being owned by a building. A building is very similar to a tree, drawing nutrients from the land around it via its roots, which are roads and utility infrastructure. But unlike a tree, a building is an undead organism that feeds off of the destruction of life at every step. The forest of buildings we call cities is where life is most absent and detached from the natural world. What is the end game of buildings? The elimination of humanity and all life on Earth via complete robotic automation of the means to sustain and build them. Nothing but mindless building forever and ever. Buildings have a sentience, and that sentience is that of a paperclip maximizer. And I'll explain that. Paperclip maximizer was a, it's kind of like a thought experiment if you... Build an AI or a computer and you say, collect as many paperclips. That's all you need to do is collect paperclips. 
eventually this AI could have an explosion of intelligence and start manufacturing paper clips and then eventually turn the entire universe into paper clips because it's that's its end goal is to have as many paper clips as possible. So it uses all the resources on Earth to create paper clips and then it moves throughout the galaxy and then through the universe. So the, that's paperclip maximizer. It's a thought experiment. We all have a little picnic set out. The building's still far off, but we're seeing these roads grow. Now we see little houses next to the roads. The roots are definitely growing. We're having this little picnic, me, you, and Marshall. Let's dig into this conspiracy theory here. Let's let's dissect this, because I think this has the potential to be a huge conspiracy theory going forward. It, it, something about it seems... Let, let's look at it on a, on a global level right now. There has always been this thing about the unnatural world replacing the natural world. Green belts being replaced by buildings, swampland being paved over for super centers. All that's that's a very natural thing to push back from. We've all at this point, we've all grown up and looked back and go, whoa, that neighborhood has changed. I, you know, where I grew up was kind of rural for a while. And now I go, I went back there just a couple months ago and just so many neighborhoods. So it's a conspiracy theory we can just look at. Which is always good for a conspiracy theory. Uh, flat Earth is the re- one of the reasons why it works is that um, you don't you never really see the curve of the Earth. It's not true, but it's a conspiracy theory that uh, th- that's one of the reasons why it's so popular. It's it's an observational conspiracy theory. This one, anyone who's lived it really any I'd say over 15, 20 years has seen their neighborhoods change, unless you're in the city. But even then, you could go when you go into the countryside, you go. Oh, this is what air smells like. I can actually see the stars. So we do have this thing about the natural, unnatural world. Perfect, perfect scenario for a conspiracy theory. The first sentence where it's just like buildings rule the world, it controls civilization, super tight, grabs your attention right off the bat. The second part where it's talking about the biggest mistake was creating the permanent buildings and it starts with the pyramids. Again, a, a strong conspiracy theory a lot of times will tie into an existing conspiracy theory. The mysteries of the pyramids have been with us since people, the first person goes, hey, what's that? And the people who built them weren't around to really explain what was going on. So again, that's a really tight thing. Now you could easily, uh, I think a misstep, and I've seen other people talk about this in the comments referring to the story. They start talking about Gobel Tepli. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, but they start talking about these other mysterious monoliths and cities and monuments. It doesn't work. doesn't work. Everyone knows where the pyramids are. A little kid could draw a pyramid. Don't get too complicated with your conspiracy theory. I think you can go with pyramids, Atlantis, Bermuda Triangle, stuff like that, that everybody knows about. Once you have to start explaining it, no. But he, the person who did this was smart because they straight up said, it's like the pyramids. That was the beginning of our enslavement. It's evocative. The pyramids are already have a lot of links to like mysticism. Did we accidentally create our own prison by creating these buildings and the pyramids and saying it started with the pyramids perfect perfect conspiracy theory building but this is where i think he starts to mess up goes into examples the first one is brilliant the first example is absolutely brilliant that is the post 9-11 insanity was because 9-11 was attack on some of the most prominent buildings in the world not because people died i don't agree with that but That's a brilliant example because it's, one, you want your conspiracy theory to outlast you, really. You want your conspiracy theory to go on and on and on. 9-11, we're reminded of that every year. And if you can get something in someone's head, then when people talk about 9-11, it goes, oh yeah, I remember that conspiracy theory saying that that was the real reason 
why everyone was upset was because like we we attacked these buildings these buildings were basically gods or demigods these were giant structures that were controlling humanity that humanity killed it would be the equivalent of it wouldn't be David versus Goliath. It would be David versus the Archangel Michael. The Twin Towers were recognizable buildings. It was something that you just knew of. Not as common as the pyramids, but still, it was as common as, say, the Empire State Building or their Golden Gate Bridge. Very, very perfect example. This is this person. This next part is this person's first slip-up. And we are going to kind of dissect this as well. This next part. The outrage of the Black Lives Matter protest is because buildings are targeted with graffiti and broken windows. So that was his second example. And then he goes on to say the federal secret police were called into Seattle to defend a federal courthouse. That's not true. It was in Portland. So you got to be really careful when you're constructing this type of stuff because that, that that's a factual error. The idea that buildings are evil and sentient and trying to take over the planet, that's a fanciful idea. You can make a fanciful statement. But you're really going to get stuck on your facts. And so, but not, that wasn't a deal breaker for me. When I saw that, I wasn't like, what? No way. I'm, I'm indulging in the conspiracy. I love conspiracies as an art form almost. It almost is an art form and it's a form of mind control art form. So it's more than just looking at a painting. It's a painting that actually isn't trying to convince you that the painting is good. It's trying to convince you that the painting is real important. And only you can see that painting. That's the different. That's that's the layer of art form of a conspiracy theory. It, it gives you a sense of importance because you know the truth, and and other people don't know the truth. So, but but so you want to get your facts right, though. But again, that wasn't a deal breaker. But I thought this earlier on in the show, like episode six or seven, I gave the recipe for a good conspiracy theory. If you guys remember it, you guys get a gold star. Time plus distance plus a group you don't trust equals a good conspiracy theory. In this conspiracy theory, buildings are the group we don't trust. That's what the argument is, is don't trust buildings. So that's fine. It's not something that people normally don't trust, but think about it. We think of haunted houses, we think of creepy buildings, we think of beautiful fields and untouched land being taken over by civilization. So people do have a distrust or a leeriness of buildings. It's, it's touching on something that people don't really talk about. And that's another thing. This conspiracy theory really makes you think about something that you otherwise wouldn't have thought about. You know what I mean? Like, you can already kind of make the argument. There's been tons of stuff about liminal spaces and the back rooms and all these other things. So buildings are evil is actually a group we don't trust. Time plus distance is what this con- what that example fails. The Black Lives Matter protests are going on right now. And you're going to have people who read that comment. And some of you may too, because that's I, I read it without comment the first time. Some of you too may go, eh, at that part. Because they go, well, that's not why I'm upset. Or other, someone goes, oh, I don't care about buildings being destroyed. And it what it does is it creates a little schism in your head. It gives you a chance to think. It gave you a chance to think and go, what? And because that's going on right now. I don't think that's a good example. I have a better one. I have a better example. That doesn't take you out of the narrative and doesn't make you start thinking about the news you read that day. Here's my example. If you're listening to this person who crafted this, or really anyone who wants to adjust this, I think this is a much better example. If someone walked down the street with a shotgun and killed five people in the middle of the street, it's a tragedy. It's a mass murder. It could be considered a terror attack, depending on the reasoning of of why they did it. But let's take that same perpetrator those same five victims and move them 200 feet to the south 
Now you're in a college classroom. What do you call it? It's called a school shooting. You blow up a car, kill 20 people? Tragedy. Obvious tragedy. Mass murder, possibly terrorism. You move that a half a mile north. Same bomb, same people. Church bombing. We use the location sometimes, though. We use the location sometimes in lieu of the victims. If it takes place... You never heard of a a field shooting. You never heard of a street attack. They don't call them that. Church bombings, school shootings. That is a much better example because it's basically saying the violence inflicted on the people is second to the building where the violence is inflicted on. And... Like I said, you want to implant that seed. The next time, hopefully... I mean, you would pray that there's never another church shooting or workplace violence. See, it's the bill, it's the place that's labeled. And, and I know why. I mean, obviously, jumping out of the conspiracy theory, it's evocative. It's scarier, right? A church bombing is scarier than a street bombing because it's a place where we should be safe. And I understand that's the reason why they're labeled like that. But in this conspiracy theory, I think that's a better thing. And when those things happen again, in the back of your head, you go, you know what, that reminds me of a conspiracy theory I read a long time ago. When you read about some horrible tragedy that happened somewhere, you're like, oh yeah, I've read this thing about like buildings are evil, and that's why that's why I refer to them as like church bombings, because you know, the buildings and that. So it would keep that in your head. So that's, I think, one of the weaknesses of this conspiracy theory. They actually run into another one pretty quickly after this. When they talk about money, they say on the back of U.S. bills, there's a building. We tend to produce content for ourselves. I do it. And so you just assume everyone who's reading it is you or like you or thinks like you. Uh, not everyone, not every uh, country uses buildings on the on their currency. That was another point when I read that. And I go, nah, the loony. Canada has their little little duck or loon or bird or whatever it is on the back of their coin. I started thinking about money that doesn't have that. It took me out of the narrative. That one I would just take out. If you're reading this and you're in another country, you're like, what? I don't care what happened, what America does with their money. He does recover, bringing in Freemasonry. I thought that was one of the strongest points. Saying that, you know, Freemasons who run the world, the conspiracy theory Freemasons run the world, or they're a big power player. They're basically descended from the stonemasons, the cathedral builders. Oh, that's, again, right back on point. Like, very, it stumbled a bit with the current events segment, but then got back on point, because then you go, oh, yeah, yeah, Freemasons. That's a, that's a known conspiracy theory. That's not as known as the pyramids, but that's like baby's first conspiracy theory. You, you'll have, uh, you know, Freemasons run the world, Illuminati runs the world. It's stuff's not even, it's not complex. It's very, very basic conspiracy theory. But one of them, I, I put it up there with moon landings and JFK. Secret groups ruling the world, super normie level stuff. So it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect to go into this to give it some staying power. And then goes into the whole thing about how McDonald's seemed to spring up like weeds. Oh, perfect imagery. I mean, you could he could have used any example like Starbucks or anything like that, but McDonald's... Actually, McDonald's is not only so iconic, but it's worldwide. I, 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 it feels like this was constructed in a lab, honestly. Like, again, other than one or two... Really, the only misstep was the current events thing, because I think it makes you think about outside the conspiracy about what's going on right now. You don't want to do that. McDonald's, there might not even be as many McDonald's now as there used to be, but that's such that it's it's such a perfect image of consumerism and growth that's perfect, absolutely perfect. 
But at the end, we get pretty much the money shot of the whole thing. And this is a thing that is completely observable. You look at it, and you go, that's true. That's true. And that's about how a building is similar to a tree, drawing nutrients from the land around it via its roots, which are roads and infrastructure and all of that stuff. And then you have these roads grow out, and then you have a subdivision pop up, and then roads come off of that, and then you have this other area pop up, and it just moves throughout the land, consuming everything, because it's literally consuming nature. You're cutting down trees or reworking oil to make plastic. You're doing all of this stuff. You're using these natural things to make unnatural things. Houses. And these houses grow and grow and grow and grow. Beautiful. Beautiful. That That is an observational conspiracy theory. The, the leap here, it's funny because you could take the same conspiracy theory and put an evil human motive behind it. You could say... There's a secret cabal of people who want to cover the whole world and they hate nature and they want to, they're, they're like anti-nature demons or they just hate nature or something like that. They want to cover the whole world and civilization. Yeah, you could do that. And I think a lamer conspiracy theory would do that, would put it on. Like the Illuminati believes that grass is proof of God, so they want to show up. Yeah, I think the fact by making the buildings the enemies themselves, it's so evocative. I've taught, if you, if you listen to the show, how many times have I said, I hate empty buildings? I think it's super spooky. I, even on early, early episodes, I was talking about empty libraries scare me, empty schools scare me, anything. And that's a normal thing. I, I've learned through the show, maybe not normal, but I'm not alone in that. So not only is it a fact of nature being replaced by buildings, but they're being replaced by empty buildings. The creepy house in your neighborhood isn't really the house that has a family of four in it. It's the house that either has one person in it or no people in it. Because we look at that and go, that's unnatural. Why isn't there any people in this house? And then the the myths start up. Your older brother tells you, well, didn't you know, Mr. McGillicuddy did have a family till he murdered them all one night. And you're like, uh. We build our stories out of the empty houses. Fascinating conspiracy theory i honestly think this is one of those conspiracy theories that crosses into the realm of the paranormal there's conspiracy theories that are strictly like bilderberg group trilateral commission stuff like that those are strictly in the realm of this is a group that wants to take over the world there's no magic there's no aliens it's just a corporate group that wants to conquer the world There are conspiracy theories like that that are very, very rational conspiracy theories. They don't allow any sort of magic to interfere with them. And even when we looked at early 9-11 conspiracy theories, it was like, oh, no, 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 we did that. America did that. It was an inside job. And then it became space lasers and hologram planes and stuff like that, which has really fragmented the the 9-11 truth through community. So this this is a conspiracy theory, though, that borders that because it is both – Paranormal, because you have buildings that are sentient, and they're evil, and their goal is to basically spread across the entire planet. We are their their fingers. We're basically like nothing to them. We are only here to build buildings long enough until we can invent a machine that can build buildings without us. And then the buildings will simply get rid of us. Because the buildings can't build that machine themselves. That's kind of where this conspiracy theory is going. Eventually, we're going to create an AI. And then, well, we probably don't even need an AI. We just need a Home Depot. 
to have some automated house builder, like we have automated car builders. And eventually houses can come off of a line and roads can be paved by automated cars and stuff like that. And eventually we're gone. The buildings are only housing us long enough and keeping us alive long enough to get to that stage in its development. I imagine that this one's really going to take off. I don't think it's going to be on the level of a flat Earth. So I don't think it'll be as big as, obviously it won't ever be as big as like Apollo Moon Landing, JFK, which again, they're very, very grounded conspiracy theories. They don't involve ghosts. They don't involve shape-shifting lizard men. It's just, this was fake. So you do have conspiracy theories like that. They tend to be the most popular. Stuff like Bermuda Triangle, the pyramids, that does have a mystical element. Pyramids is just kind of like, who built them? But, you know, aliens have come into the picture and stuff like that. Bermuda Triangle is almost all mystical. Water spouts, that's boring. So you have, like, hidden technology, alien stuff like that. Do Do I believe it's true? I think it's a great horror story. I think it's an absolutely great horror story. I didn't believe in the... But another thing that kind of threw me off was... And I'll address this too. The homelessness. That modern hell is homeless. Now, a lot of people, they're like... I'd much rather be a hermit. i much rather wish I could throw away the bonds of civilization and just wander out into the woods and survive. But I have this need to be part of this group. Maybe the buildings are telling you you need to stay as part of civilization. But that part also kind of went, eh... But it's fine. Again, that's not a deal breaker. I would take out the stuff about the current events and I would take out the U.S. money thing because that'd be like saying, here's a conspiracy theory and in my hometown, here's proof of the conspiracy theory. Anyone outside of that hometown's like, what? U.S. currency is a major currency around the world, but I would just take that part out. That was a, it's funny because I don't think I've ever done that before because I don't think I've ever come across such such a, fetal version of a conspiracy theory before at least not recently this thing's still growing this conspiracy theory can really take off because it's observable you can look at the demolition of nature by uh, buildings and uh, again that's been something people have been talking about for a century or more really since the industrial revolution but giving the idea that the buildings themselves are basically doing it we're we're simply their hands and we feel comfortable at home because that's the house making us feel comfortable. But if the house doesn't want us anymore, it can make us feel at on edge. That's a good conspiracy theory. And I really, really like it. And I think that it has places to go. Do I think it's going to be one of the biggest conspiracy theories of all time? No. Do I think it could be one of the biggest conspiracy theories this year to come out of this year when we have all this coronavirus and microchips and vaccine stuff? Possibly. Possibly. I honestly think it could because it's more rational than those. They, those require way too many levels of stuff. It requires you to dig into too much stuff. This one is just, you know that thing that you noticed as a kid and now it's gone? This is why. Perfectly constructed conspiracy theory. So hats off to you, whoever came out with this. Again, for all I know, this could be some deep, deep level CIA weird meme they're trying to test out it's possible or it could just be someone had a thought and typed it out either way tip of the hat to you i'm very very well constructed we will see where this goes it's kind of a different episode of dead rabbit radio but i i saw this and i really wanted to dissect it do i believe it's true did i answer that did i believe it's true I think it's a good, I think I did answer that. I think it's a good horror story. It definitely opens your mind up when, think about it this way. Think about it this way. With this conspiracy theory, with me talking about this conspiracy theory with you today, 
Next time you go and I guarantee you, next time you go into a building, if you have a second to think, if you're not like walking into Walmart and you're you're getting badgered with music and bright lights and colors and everything like that, if you walk into a building and you have a quiet moment, and you'll just be kind of looking around in that moment, you'll have that moment of break from all the chaos and noise. You'll go, hmm, I remember, I remember hearing a conspiracy theory once about buildings are alive and trying to take over the planet or something like that. You'll kind of brush it off, but. It's one of those conspiracy theories that you just see so much evidence of it. It's just hard to dismiss out of hand. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. Twitter is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. Peace.